Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You're listening to the Renegade Blitz, the best podcast for Steelers fans by Steelers fans. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at rblitzpod, and at blitzvideos. Read articles on renegadeblitz.com, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. And welcome back to the Renegade Blitz podcast. I'm Ty Polk with Chris Ward. And Brandon Walker should be joining us right now. He's having technical difficulties trying to get into this podcast. We really want to hear his thoughts on this podcast because he was the first of us to be officially credentialed into the Steelers and Seahawks game last Saturday night. So again, it's a great it's a great honor for Brandon, of course, getting the, the chance to finally be a credentialed reporter inside a NFL game. I mean, that's just huge for him. Yeah, it, uh, you know, Brandon was there, and he uh, we were interested to see his his, his uh, thoughts on Devin Bush because you know he was texting us during the game about you know you know how Brandon uh, he's hard on Devin Bush. He has strong opinions on him, and you know his. Uh, what 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 his label is, I guess, in his as in his career right now. I guess oh, do you think he's a bust right now? I don't know. Like, I know that's like the big talking point right now. Is that because he there was a report out of training camps that like he's just like he hasn't really been, you know, showing much. Like he hasn't been bad, I guess, training, but just he hasn't been like showing that spark. And then just on, you know, Saturday night during the preseason game, like he just he doesn't have that speed that he once had, it seems like. Yeah, there was a there was a show of a cut against a Seahawks running back that he just wasn't what you expected from that rookie he seen basically being leading up to that knee injury in 2020. You're, you're just wondering at this point, it's something more than confidence that's going on wrong with Devin Bush. I mean, that's just, that's just honestly sad for someone who, Looked like at one point he was going to be, well, a top part of this Steelers defense. And we finally have Brandon in here. And uh, Brandon, we were talking about this and we want to say congratulations and talk about your experience being a credential reporter inside Heinz Field. Wow. Um, it was an honor and a privilege. I think Rob, uh, Rob Taylor and the new Pittsburgh Courier for giving me the opportunity. Uh, you want me to describe the whole thing or just... Move your camera down, man, a little bit, but yeah. I'm on my phone. Oh, you're on your phone? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah your, 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 mouse, your mouse basically cut off, and all I see is your hat and your glasses. Fine. All right. We just want to make sure you describe it all in full detail for us. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, got there about five thirty. I got to meet Aubrey Bruce from the Courier, Ray Taylor, Ray Porter. I'm sorry, Ray Porter, Chris Carter. I finally met him personally. I met uh Ron Meyer, all the you know all the big wigs stuff. 
you know, met through Steelers people for sports now. So it was nothing too. It was a good experience with yeah, yeah. everything. You you got a question in there during the press conference too. Uh, you share what what happened there. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the secondary because everybody else was talking about everything else. I, so that was the only thing that didn't really get covered. So I had to talk about Mulet. He had a good game. And uh, Weathers, Weatherspoon, who almost got hurt thanks to we'll – we'll, we'll get to that. Well, we definitely getting to that. But just got uh, – he looked me in my eye and answered the question. Like, yeah. wouldn't expect anything less from him. So – Went there. Food was good. Food was A1. I ain't gonna lie. And then, you know, it was just a, a great experience. So it's just just happy for it. And, and when, yeah. when is that article coming out in the Courier? Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. Uh, and is that going to be online too, or is it just, uh, you it's know? It's going to be online. Online, okay. We'll make, we'll make sure we, we retweet that and everything. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll do that definitely. Yeah, I don't know what end. time it's gonna be on Wednesday, but it'll eventually get online. I think uh, it'll definitely be online. But what was he talking about? Oh, we we're, were talking about your favorite player before you came on. Uh, so so y'all so did it without me. I thought we was gonna lead into that. It, it was a big talking point, and we were talking about you because we opened it up talking about you, and I was saying that you know. You you were you have some strong opinions that we wanted to hear. We were afraid that you weren't going to come on, so 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 you know we're glad that you're here and everything. So 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 what's the deal with Devin Bush right now? I wanted to say something. I wanted to talk about the quarterback and do that. You got to leave before play, then you get it in. You know what I mean? But if you really wanted me to do that, he's the worst linebacker in the league. Starting, he's the worst linebacker that has hit in, in the last thirty years. That the Steelers have had, he's wow, the Jarvis worst. Jones, he's worse. <laughs> wow, he's terrible. He's horrible. You see, you wanted me to get into. I was gonna wait a half an hour, but yeah, y'all just yeah. did that. Well, you know, it, it was the elephant in the room. I, I had to get it, and you weren't on, so I was worried. Like if you didn't show up, we would have to like at least, you know, uh, you know, talk about it. But you no, know. you don't do that. You wait. <laughs> Cause you knew I was, you knew I was gonna go in. Like, goodness gracious, did you see? He damn near got that quarterback hurt. Yeah, yeah uh, that's yeah. the one. He's watching the, the the play. Yeah, and then the quarter has to come in, and he's hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, I put on Twitter like on that play that you're talking about. I was like, you know, this is starting to really get concerning, and a lot of people were saying like, you know, starting to, and and, and the reason why I put starting to is because. Uh, a lot of people try to give him the benefit of the doubt, saying that he was coming off his ACL injury, and then like they didn't have two in Alulu last year, so like you know he was getting you know the defensive line weren't eating up the blocks, and they were getting to him and everything. But just you know everything that I've read from training camp, and then you know how he looked on on Saturday night, I just I I just don't know if he has it really. I, I just I I think that injury really you know really like hindered like, him. Literally, like he it's was guy- nowhere near any play out there at all at I, all seriously I can't like name him the was, worst linebacker that the Steelers have ever drafted because he had a pretty good rookie season Jarvis Jones was was effectively he he was just a guy Devin Bush has 
went from someone from that had like serious promise as a middle linebacker in this defense to just a, a guy. A bust. He's a bust. He can't read defenses. He can't shut blocks. He don't know what he's doing out there. He's just looking around to play. Like, I'm not going to – this before. This is a funny thing before, it ha- before that, that yeah. play happened. I was talking – I was saying a little things. But I was like, he's never nowhere around any play. A colleague of ours tried to defend him. A little bit. They're not told. I was like, then this happened. Like, and then the next play, you, you all know what happened. And number 50 got dog walked. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Christ. He went up, down, and up, back, and up again. I'm like, woo. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 had two, uh, I think, two rookie tackles that uh, a lot of people were saying good things about them. Oh, yeah. The, the, the left tackle yeah. is a top pick, and the second one is. Uh, uh, whoever, who is it? Round, third round, I think I heard. Yeah. One was the top 10 pick, so yeah. yeah they, they, but, they, they dominated against the Steelers back up, you know, outside linebackers and everything. Uh, you know, they, yeah. they did pretty well. But, uh, yeah, Bush, I just – I don't know where they go from here. You know, Spillane's, you know, competing with him for that, you know, first team reps and everything. So, I don't know, it should be interesting. I mean, Steelers, like, out of that preseason game, like, they still have they still have run defense issues. Like, they, they got gashed on the ground. They t- certainly did. They gave up. Let me get, let me get the I – got, I, got, I got the stuff. Let me get – they average uh, – I think it was about a good six a pop. Yeah, 6.1. And, and they were going against the ESPN. third – Oh, hold up. Yeah, Homer – Grab was ten, four for 41, 10 yards of carry. Dallas, who was their fourth string running back. These are their third and fourth string running backs. These ain't even ones and twos. Average 7.3. Uh, Kenneth Walker at 3.8. Thompson, 5. They average six point yard rushing per carry. Yeah, on average, yeah. that's terrible. And I think really their only starters, well, like Witherspoon, I guess you can count him. Uh, you know, Miles Jack was in there, Devin Bush, but I think other than that, like they didn't have their starters in really. But Miles Jack did look, he looked good, even though like the rest of the linebackers really had a bad performance, pretty much. Uh, Mark Robinson did have that, you know, strip sack at the end, but he also let up a touchdown uh, before that in coverage. But so yeah, like uh, you know, it's still early, you know, preseason and everything, but uh. Hopefully that run defense gets cleared up because like that was a main issue last year. They're last in the league in run defense. They ain't gonna be. They ain't gonna be too much different. If this is an indication. Trust me. I still can't believe that boy almost got. He almost got that boy hurt <laughs> watching a play like that. <laughs> so the question is this. The question is this. Uh, as you guys heard, I, I was able. I had good enough. The the good enough internet package in which I could actually like scroll <laughs> Twitter and see stuff. But I didn't have enough to have a streaming video. I had to go home and or, or wait in the Miami airport to watch to watch highlights back of that game. But of course, Roquan Smith requested a trade from Chicago. And look, I know that it's kind of pieish in the sky with it, but if you're if you're looking at middle linebacker help, Roquan Smith is 25. I think they can give up some draft capital for that 
And I don't, at this point, it really is an issue at middle linebacker, which the Steelers desperately need to have it. I think any defense need, needs great middle linebacker play, but especially for a 3-4. I mean, I don't know what to say about this team because I can't trust Blaine in there as, yeah. as a crasher. But also, Roquan Smith is also no more as a cover backer, so you're going to have two of those in Jack and Smith. And honestly, in this case, I think that works pretty well with the Steelers in terms of outside rushing. They'll they'll just have their, their guys go on the outside and maybe one of Highsmith and occasionally Watt and whoever is going to be the third OLB will go back in coverage occasionally, but primarily those two can be the cops in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It, it works. They need to do that. They need to trade for him yesterday. <laughs> did, did you, did yesterday. You, After you saw Doug, I, I'm getting tired of this dude, man. This dude Bush is just a oh, – never mind. No, I'm going to stop. Uh, did you I'm see some stop. of the trade, the, the trade scenarios that people were going out, uh, you know, coming up with for the for if they were get, to get Rokon Smith? Like uh, I saw Chase Claypool, like he's been talked about for a while, Ch- trade Claypool, you know, with George Pickens emergence and everything. Uh, and then like even people were adding Devin Bush and like a, a like a second or third round pick. I don't, I don't know if they would want Bush to uh, probably not, you know, I, I guess they just. I'd say Claypool and one. Claypool and one. Claypool and one. Claypool and a second. I don't know. Do you think Roquan Smith's worth a, uh, I mean, it's two times. Have you seen, did you see Devin Bush out there? He is a bum. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that like, he's two times he sucks. Uh, a second team All Pro. So I got you know, I mean, maybe I don't know, but I think Claypool. A lot of people have been talking about trading because, like, they're like, okay, George Pickens is coming up. You know, his contract year is coming up. What, like next year, I guess. And another thing yeah. is, I get him out the room, Claypool, yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, don't, you don't want any bad influences on. Any bad habits that Claypool has uh, discussed in the past few years since he's been in the league, he got cocky. I, I don't need that around him. You, Pickens is the type of guy that can like lead your wide receiver core to the ne- get you to the next level and dr- get that culture that we I've been talking about for years with the Steelers. They need to get that shift. Yeah, and they're deep at the wide receiver position right now. You know. Calvin Austin the third, you know, you got uh, Gunnar Oshevsky, uh, you know, Fryermuth, the tight end, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. So, I mean, there's guys that, that have been stepping up, you know. I don't know if they'll trade them, but, uh, but uh, you know, they do have depth. Before. Oh, Todd just texted me, said his internet went out. Mm. Let's keep it rolling. We'll try to get it out. But, yeah, how do you feel about our new quarterback? Mr. Pickett. Oh, sorry. I'm just texting. You you talking about Pickett? Man, that was crazy. I was saying, uh, you know, I was telling someone the other day about how I haven't seen a preseason game like that as far as energy-wise. I couldn't believe they were chanting his name. I mean, mean, it is, you know, know, he did play a pit and everything. I just didn't know it was going to come in a preseason game. Oh, no, it was, it was, bro. Like, I was like, you would think. I was like, I thought they was gonna mess around and play Renegade. Yeah, right. That like, was, I thought they was really gonna do that. Like, I was like, yo, they play Renegade. They might also just do that now. I'm like, yeah, but Pitt looks real good. He yeah, looks real good. 
I'm a, that was like a big Yinder moment right there. Like, like that, like probably 10 out of 10 Yinder moment there with Kenny Pickett coming on, coming out and everybody chanting his name and, you know, leading uh, for a game winning touchdown, you know, two touchdowns, like all the quarterbacks looked well, you know, really good. I thought, uh, you know, all I had over a hundred rating, uh, Trubisky looked, you know, co- you know, cool, calm and collected there. Both uh, uh, Trubisky and Pickett displayed their mobility and, you know, even Mason Rudolph, that was a heck of a throw, a touchdown pass to George Pickens in the yes. in the, uh, the back right corner of the, the end zone. You know, a spectacular grab by Pickens to get his toes down there. Uh, but, you know, Rudolph, you know, he still has some issues with his, uh, you know, pocket presence. Uh, you know, he got stripped yeah. on the first play of the game. and uh, But it wasn't really his fault because Dan Moore Jr. got beat on the play. So, it really, really, he couldn't do much more. And then he, he, he should have been picked off, too. He had one really bad throw. Uh, and Brandon, since you were there at the state, um, what was it like when they booed him? Did they boo him when he came onto the field, or was it when after? Uh, he I think after he made the turnover. Oh, uh, okay. And then he recovered it, and then after yeah. the turnover, they they they, they really wanted uh, they really wanted you wanted to take the uh, kid in there. <laughs> yeah. But re- regardless but, of the situation, uh, thank you for sticking in there with my internet issues. This is the first time that's happened in a while, but. I'd say that I'd leave this game all around with a much more confidence in the future quarterback-wise for the Steelers. I mean, and largely the entire offense when you look at how well other positions played. I mean, I think really the only only downer was the offensive line. Yeah. yeah. They, they, had the, they, they drove two uh, drives. Yeah, they did like from the first quarter, so you can't really – uh, run oh, they played well enough. I mean, yeah. they had uh, their moments, but they didn't have. I mean, they had the one Dan, but you see, Okor Four just not. He, I saw him knocking heads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they they did good run blocking, and you know, as you mentioned, that Okor Four block that was a great block there. But uh, overall, their pass blocking, like all units and stuff, they they did struggle. Uh, Kendrick Green didn't have the best game. Even James uh, Daniels, who's supposed to like be their, you know big free agent signing. Uh, he's struggled uh, in training camp from what I've read. And then even in the game, he gave up some pressures. You know, as I mentioned before, Dan Moore Jr. got beat. So, yeah, the offensive line does need to improve. Uh, but run blocking-wise, I thought they did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and also one big thing were, were the running backs, of course. Uh, uh, it, it was a good game for them. I mean, re- I'm looking right down the – around it and i'm like wow they had four running backs with at least 30 yards or more yeah uh mcfarland did uh did really well i think he he averaged like eight yards per carry i think um yeah had a 24 yard run uh had a good kick return uh i was i was really impressed with mcfarland because we you know we've been waiting for that for from him you know what he did at maryland and stuff and you know his rookie year was tough you know the covid year and everything, and then last year he, he was injured for a good portion of the season. So uh, I don't know. He, he could be the RB two. Uh, Jalen Warren, who's been really good at training camp, uh, he showcased a lot of good stuff at, on Saturday night. I mean, he runs really hard. I, I was really impressed with him. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Benny Snell, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the RB two position will be uh, his. He's been dealing with an injury right now. He was out on Saturday night, so uh, sh- should be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I would like Snell back as a special teams demon. I believe that you can never have enough special teamers out there. But the problem, of course, is 
how many roster spots can this team give out for for a special teams player because they still have Killebrew out there. Of course, Watt's going to be there. And then you have Connor Hayward that could potentially make something out there. So moves can be made in terms of that, but I think you're, if you're looking at this as Benny Snell, you're just going, uh-oh, this is not looking good for you. Because, again, I mean, look at look at it. I mean, I think this was honestly McFarland's best game as a Steeler. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, definitely. It's the game that that, that Mike Tomlin and crew were waiting for. I mean, not to sound like moist critical, but that's exactly what they were looking for in that situation. And it's what it's all about. So, so I mean, I'm hoping that this turns a corner in there because they can't have Najee get get 300 touches like that. I mean, that rookie season should be a a supreme anomaly in terms of what they do out there. We lost Brandon again, and it's clear that after after our run of good luck last time out with our internet uh, connection, of course we were due for a downer. Yeah, it's tough sometimes. Internet, you know, my internet goes out uh, frequently lately too. But I want to also talk about uh, the the wide receiver room. I mean, what an insane game! But I wanted to know: Did you guys see this about Steven Sims? Everyone was saying that was AB back out there. I mean, but he moves similar to him. I think he's slightly slower looking. But he's still like just he's still plenty fast in his own right. But I mean, his cuts look similar. There was a video out there on Twitter that whenever I watched, I'm sitting there. I'm like, yo, you you cannot just tell me that AB just decided to change his name. Yeah, he he, he did run. Like, Talk about Steven Smith Sims. Yeah, 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 Sims. His cuts were like. Why are you remarkable. asking me about that? Uh, because he's a kick returner. Yeah, he had some pretty good. He had some pretty good kick returns. And one of his cuts that I seen on there looked eerily similar to AB. And there was even, yeah. I, I want to show you, there's a tweet out there that I actually, on my account, my my main account, that there was a Steelers, a current Steeler message saying, and this is from the, I'm going to retweet it. Dog, his strides, the cut, the sock length, and the drop of the ball celebration, it's wild. The Steeler, of course, has not been named, but yeah, whenever you see, whenever you see it, and then there, there was actual video of it, it makes sense, and it's from uh, Zach Smith of DK Pittsburgh Sports. So, of course, there's a connection there with the Steelers, and you have to wonder who that player was. But I mean, hey, you'll take it. Yeah, he had a really good game. You know, uh, thirty-eight yard. Uh, Return, punt, return, thirty-eight yard run on a jet sweep. Uh, I, yeah, I was like, I was telling Brandon uh, earlier uh, that uh, you know their receiver runs really deep. You know, when we're talking about you know possibly if the Steelers were to trade Chase Claypool for Roquan Smith, you know Gunnar Oshevsky's looked really good. Uh, Calvin Austin the third, he was injured, but you know he's a speedster. Um, you know George Pickens has been you know remarkable really. So like I mean. It, the receiver rooms, you know, it's probably, it's, you know, it's better than what I thought it would be, you know, just how Pickens has come on and just, you know, the depth behind it. Uh, you know, when we had the footwork king on, he he, he told us about Gunner. He said, watch out for him. And, uh, you know, he was pretty good with the Patriots. He just, he didn't really get many chances as far as a receiver, but, you know, uh, he was an all-pro returner. 
Yeah, and that means something. I mean, anytime, because, again, jobs for returners are at a premium in this league, and usually you're not just returning for one for one side of the ball. You're returning for both. So it's things that you have to look at and go, if he was an all-pro, if he was in the Pro Bowl, there was a reason for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, what do you think, I guess, think about uh, all the attention that George Pickens you – know, you see a lot of stuff on uh, social media, like, you know, after his big touchdown, like they, they showed the meme – after he got drafted and stuff, and it showed him watching himself score the touchdown. And yeah, the NFL, yeah, the NFL Twitter page has him up there. They call him NFL Young Boy, and I'm yeah, like, that, that's been trending a lot lately. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, that's a great nickname. Yeah, uh, it's uh, he he just has a really uh, fun personality. I think a lot of fans are you know enjoying it and stuff. I know you know some people were thinking that like you know there might have been too much hype just off of training camp and stuff, but you know just what we saw the first preseason game, you know he looks. He looks like he's for real. And like when we had Chris Carter on, you know, when he was watching him in OTAs, that's that's what he told us when we asked him. He's like, he said it pretty confidently. He's like, this guy's, you know, for real. And uh, so far, what we've seen, that like that, that, that's what he's displayed. Even AB gave the stamp okay. of approval. Yeah. And I seen someone on Facebook try to say that AB's a mini me. I'm <laughs> like, nah, George Pickens is 6'3. <laughs> that's, that's like, you ever see the movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Danny DeVito? That's what it is right now when it comes to that relationship. And we're hoping that in the future, uh, George Pickens is more like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, hey, just saying. Yeah, uh, Daniel Jeremiah said like a couple of weeks ago that people at Georgia that have been in the program for you know a long time uh, told him that they think he's going to be better than uh, A.J. Green. Uh, and that's so, huge. Yeah, and he kind of – he has a similar body type to A.J. Green. I know – well, you know, as far as the Steelers, you know, he kind of reminded me of uh, Plexico Burris, just like his height and stuff. But you know, he's he's faster than you know what Burris was. But uh, man, he he's been really impressive. Uh, like that sideline catch, not the the touchdown one, but yeah, uh, we in the game. That one was you know great grab. Uh, you know, the first catch of the game, he ran like a short you know curl route, and uh, uh, I don't know. I think I think he's going to be really be impressive this year. I think he's going to be a star. I have him out of all the rookies in the class. I have him right now third. I like Alabe from the Saints, and I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave that second one alone because you'll, you'll accuse me of being biased. But I think I like Dotson from the Commanders. Yeah, I, 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 I but, things about him too. So, but as far as Pickens is concerned, he. I think he's your. By mid by midseason, he's your number one. He will be your number one receiver by week eight. Week eight, oh, over Johnson. Week, you, think, you think he's gonna he's gonna take over? Over Johnson, okay. he's gonna take over. Gonna take. So Claypool's still, number three. He's gonna be number three guy. Hmm. Claypool, he's gonna be number three. It's kind of funny because Claypool, he announced George Pickens. Like I, I was trying to say this. I think as your uh, number three receiver, I kind of like I'm, – I'm starting to feel – I've heard a lot of stuff about Austin being a little nice yeah. little slot receiver, a third receiver. I was like, man, I still – I don't really want Claypool in, this, in that receiver room with uh, Pickens because he, 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 
there's something about his style that would that could uh influence him in the wrong way. And two, you can probably get something from him right now while you can. I think that he could probably go in the package for Roquan Smith, but that that's one thing I would look at because any opportunity I thought that maybe they could potentially get Bush over for a, a scenery change, but after that, I don't know if you could really do much about it. But I, I like the opportunity. I I know everyone sees Claypool as this like th- this like damaged personality, but I want to say this. He got influenced by Juju Smith-Schuster a little bit, and he was a little cocky coming out. I I mean, I remember seeing so many articles about, oh, Claypool's a great person, too. I'm not going to basically, I'm not going to say that he's going to be a bad influence on a wide receiver. I mean, it's up to you on what person you want to be in this league. I don't think anyone had anything to do with anything about Chase Claypool becoming into TikTok much like Juju Smith-Schuster went into it. He's his own man. George Pickens is his own man and his own person. If he wants to be whatever he is, as long as he's on that field producing, I'm fine with it. And I think that there's a there's a legitimate way that the offense could be the biggest matchup nightmare in terms of what they could do potentially in this league. Because when you have two six foot four, six foot five guys in the middle with Fryermuth and Claypool, I mean, that can still be something. They could still go five wide and bring out Austin. They could bring in Olchensky if they want to. If they want to bring in Sims or Anthony Miller or whatever, this team can has enough has enough in there. And frankly, at this point, with whatever the quarterback situation could be with the Steelers, I think you want to have the best available room out there. And this is more or less an open competition throughout the season. And figure out what you want to do in the offseason. Right, but you but but I trade Claypool now in a package for uh for Roquan Smith now. Because yeah. your boy your boy is going to single handedly destroy this season. Yeah, if they want to fix that run defense, uh you know, inside linebacker. Like there's like no real weakness on that defense except him. I think the outside linebacker depth is one thing. I mean, Tuzar Skipper got released again. UG3 is gone. So I think outside linebacker depth is another thing. So on Saturday, because that dude was an outside linebacker who got folded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, cornerback maybe because they don't have a true like number one. I guess, you know, maybe they'll, you know, develop into one, but like Levi Wallace, Akilah Witherspoon, and um Cam Sutton. They got a high-end talent on each level of the defense, I guess, even though Watt's more of an edge. They have that's the one thing. They have enough they have high-end talent, but the question is it's the pieces around it that everyone has questions about. Yeah. Well the cornerbacks we'll we'll find out week one against that uh Bengals receivers. That that should be a good test to start the season off. Yeah, because we'll see about because he, he yeah, because Levi Wallace was getting burnt quite a bit by Kansas City in that playoff game, but we'll see about that depth. But did you want to go over the running backs at all? Because yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we did. did. I think we touched on oh, everything pretty much. Uh, uh, quarterback. Hey, hey, well, my input on it is Jalen Sims. 
is his name, right? Not Sims. I'm sorry. Warren. He is one of the stars of training camp. He has been a star. He's a little bowling ball, but he can keep his, you know, keep the ball and not fumble. He'll be all right and make the team. I think he could be your number two running back. He's your second best running back over there. As for McFarland, I think this could be a year potentially that he could break out and solidify as a consistent role here. As far as Benny Smell, mate, get out of here, man. He, he needs to get out. He he's he he had his chance. He's done. Yeah. Uh, just to touch on the the, the quarterback uh, position a little bit more. I, I think we're probably all in agreement that it's going to be Mitch Trubisky in uh, you know week, uh, week one. But uh, like, do you think Kenny Pickett? Like, when is he going to see the field? Do you think it's going to you know, obviously it's going to depend on Trubisky? But man, that was that was pretty impressive. I, I know he was in the with the backups and everything, but just the crowd reaction. Uh, you know, the moment Trubisky struggles, like you're going to hear it. Yeah. You know, from the fans and everything. No offense, I think they would have. I think they would have called for it with Trubisky. Being being the starter, if Pickett was the number two quarterback right now, if they knew Pickett was ne- next in line, they were gonna boo Trubisky as well. That yeah. that that was a crowd that just wanted his boys. I mean, everyone was oh, there. Yeah. Narduzzi was there. His yeah. pit teammates were there. I yeah. I mean, that was just a that was just a once in a generation type of situation. In a preseason game, it yeah. was like they were. I'm telling you, it was wild. Waving terrible towels. I'm like, is this the regular season or is this preseason? They do, they doing all that. I'm like, yeah. And the plus, it was that in that wave. That wave was just. Oh, it was Seattle in the wave. Remember, I was at the, the the Hawks game last year. I can't believe they're still doing that, man. The the wave needs to be abolished. <laughs> they won't. It's a baseball thing. And honestly, I think you can excuse it in a preseason game. I mean, largely a lot of people that go to a preseason game more likely just because of how outrageous it is for tickets won't go to a regular season game. Yeah, because it was. Ugh. Plus, it, it it was a different atmosphere that night. It I was, mean, even was, even even watching the highlights, I could I could clearly tell that yeah, this was just a different game because of how everything fell for the Steelers in the draft. Like, I was getting ready to do that little cha-cha slide when they assumed it's Kenny. Kenny. But I had to, you know, compose myself. But, yeah. 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 But, hey, I, but I want to also talk about this one thing, because while we're still on the quarterbacks, now look, I understand that it's not the 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 more fun thing to talk about, but at least whenever – anything's mentioned with these quarterbacks, it, it's something you have to be mentioned. Filippone is saying that potentially uh, that actually a, a former NFL GM says he could see Mason Rudolph to the lions by the end of the week. Well, I, mean, I, I definitely could see him trade. I, I don't know when. And just, I don't know where, like I was telling before the show, I was like, I, I just, I don't see how it makes sense to have Kenny Pickett as the number three, and then he'll be inactive you know, for the whole season for Rudolph, like it, it, Rudolph, like the moment they pick Pickett and, you know, beforehand they, they uh, picked up Trubisky and free agency is like Rudolph, you know, his na- his days are numbered, obviously. I mean, right. I, I just, I don't see the point of keeping like, you know, Rudolph on the team when you could get at least something, you know, draft wise. 
Yeah, he can get a five for him. Fifth round pick, solid. But I think his time here has ran his course. Yeah. Rudolph. He'll be a solid backup. He's going to be in the league for the next 10 years backing up, being a solid backup quarterback. It just won't be here. Because the Ben, the, the, the one, the Ben situation, when he got drafted, the whole helmet game, the, 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 the crap show against Detroit last year, you know, huh? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot, a lot of everything that is that could go wrong for him as an NFL quarterback has gone wrong for him. Yeah, in in terms of like crowd support, like like reputation around the league, I I think you can't ask for anything worse than this. Plus, Pittsburgh is not an easy place to play quarterback. Obviously, they don't. It's just like you just can't. <clears throat> it's time for him to just go find a niche somewhere else. And he had a really and he had a really good game, all, all things considered. For but every quarterback in that room had a good game. But I, I'm sitting there going as I look at the highlights, and I'm like, he just has to go somewhere. Like I can't even think of a destination with him. I think Detroit is probably what this this anonymous former GM, who, who I have a feeling that I know who it is, but this is just a wild hunch, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, but I think he'd have an opportunity at at least maybe if if Jared Goff gets hurt or if Jared Goff decides to, instead of being the Super Bowl potential winning quarterback in Los Angeles, Jared Goff, he goes into what they've seen much they much throughout his career, I think there's a shot that he can get a, a starting shot with the Lions somewhere towards the middle, towards end of season. Yeah, he, but honestly, Lions are going quarterback, no doubt, especially if that happens. They're going, they're going to be, they're going for quarterback first round. They just want to, uh, I mean, they're paying golf too much money right now to not start him. So and it's just a bad situation for Mason. Viable. I think that Mason, uh-huh. I think that they actually would have probably put Pickett as the third string quarterback if he was drafted in a later round. Like, I, I felt that maybe he could probably be like, he could probably survive as a third string quarterback if he was drafted late second, third round from there. But you said, yeah, you picked him in the first round. You can't, you ain't pick, I ain't no third string quarterback. Yeah, I, 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 I picked a. I can't see that happening. I know at all. Some people suggested that, but like, like, what's the point of drafting him in the first round? Like, like he's got to at least be the backup. He's got to at least be on the field in case something were to happen. You know, well, like, imagine what that would do to his confidence. Like, he's like not even in uniform on, on game day. He's the first round pick, and he played the stadium before. Yeah, can- <laughs> like, if he stunk up the joint, if he stunk up the joint in three straight preseason games, I'd be like, yeah, put him in at third string. But he went out there, and he got the game yeah, winner. Oh. He got the game winner in that atmosphere in Heinz Field. You can't do that to him. Uh, oh. no, if it was a regular season game, this would be like the most <laughs> freaking best thing since the loaf of bread. <laughs> like, it's crazy how, man, That it was... Oof. But he, he does a really good yeah, job. Yeah, I would. You got 
Yeah, you got to get rid of Rudolph at this yeah. point. And as far as him seeing the field, I think Trubisky, I think he's going to start all 17 games. And I'm going to tell you why. He had better – when he left Chicago, went to Buffalo, he had better coaching. He finally got the set back and observed. Like, I think they should have did that is what he what he should have done at the beginning in Chicago. He kind of got a late developmental year in, in Buffalo. So now he's waiting to get his opportunity. And maybe you could see a Ryan Tannehill type jump turnaround type thing. That's what I think. All right, we'll we'll see what what happens from there with Mason Rudolph and the rest of the quarterback situation here in Pittsburgh. And speaking of which, uh, you you mentioned Tannehill. His his backup in Malik Willis was all, also had a very good game uh, in his first uh, professional action with Tennessee. So, and of course, look, man, it's it, it's gonna be an interesting time to see what what the Steelers do with quarterback situations and how how can they find something to do with the middle of their linebacking core and maybe another outside linebacker just for depth help right now because, again, everything's not good there. And also, they still – Ogunjobi didn't play, did he? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And Alulu also didn't play. No. No. All right, so – so that's the two. That's the two middle. That's the two plugs on the three four, four alongside Cam Hayward. Even though, even though I think I think Wormley probably could help out in situations, but he's he strikes me as a pass rusher more. Uh, yeah, he's more. He's a pass rusher. Like yeah, you need those three guys. Maybe that will help the run defense. <laughs> Yeah, there ain't no helping Bush at this point. I mean, he's he's just sticking for that dude, man. Like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can't help him. I I don't know how I don't know how you can do like you, you knew an undersized middle linebacker, but that's okay. The, the question is this: I mean, what else can he do? <laughs> like, like I, I'm 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 stuck because he can't even. I don't even know he. This isn't the old NFL in which you could stick a guy on a sub package and and be okay. You need sub package guys out there, and it's a barren wasteland outside of Miles Jack. Like this is what they're doing. This is what I'm hearing they're doing at practice. They're doing like running a nickel defense. <laughs> I mean, not a nickel, a dime defense. But at <laughs> this point, you're better off doing that. <laughs> like put Hayward and. And uh, say warmly, as your two inside guys, uh, Watt and Ed, um, Highsmith at your edges. Back in the middle, put Fitzpatrick, Trey Edmonds, and say Trey Norwood, and then you got Levi Wallace, Cam Sutton, and Witherspoon. That could be your main. Defense right there. I don't think you can you afford to play have, diamond in this, this league. 
as huh? a, as a, I don't think they can afford to play dime in this league what because you when you're community? when you're already playing dime, that's already that's already basically just throwing in the white flag and saying you can run all over us. You run it all over him anyway. You get when you got Mush because Mush sucks. He's the worst <laughs> linebacker in the league. I, I can't. And the crazy thing is, now that I look after this game and I watch him, I go, I can't, I can't defend that anymore. Yeah, like I mean, he was known for his speed. That's what they thought they were getting when he came out of Michigan. I, I wasn't really too sure when they traded up for him because, like, when I watched the game against Ohio State, like he wasn't. Like that's their main rival, and like he wasn't really like shown up on you know in the in the uh, you know the film or what have you. Like it just like he wasn't standing out. And then you know like you mentioned Ty, like he had a pretty good rookie year, and then like he had the ACL injury last year was terrible, and like so far the reports haven't been good at the training camp. He didn't look good on Saturday night, so it's like did that ACL injury ruin his career? I don't I don't know. Like the question is for me is like has he been miscast as a middle linebacker in this league? Like, think about Mark Barron was the guy that he effectively replaced here in the Steelers' defense, and he was known as the, the money backer, the Deontay Buchanan thing. But actually, Barron was the forefather of the modern sub-package linebacker. So, so the question is, it's like, what can you do with this guy? I I, I don't even know if you can move him to safety because there's, there's nothing you can do with him. And I hate be and I hate being like Brandon, but he's done. Yeah, yeah. I finally, I finally lost. I finally said it, Brandon. I think he's done. He's done in Pittsburgh, but he's done. He's done in Pittsburgh, but is he done for a career? I don't know. No, he, he look like once you can't get the standard here, you ain't getting the standard anywhere. Yeah. I, I anywhere. Come on. Like, there is a certain way when you are the a linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There is a certain expectation. There is a certain pride. There's a certain integrity that you have to have. He doesn't show it. He has no heart. He has no, you know, he has no heart. He's soft. <laughs> He's straight yeah, I mean that, that's I, another when thing. I, that, when I saw, I didn't even care about the uh the one play that what everybody talked about when he got cut back. No, no, I didn't even talk about the play after when he got when they he couldn't set the buck. When I saw him try to make like short on that and Mothers who made that tackle, that's the play that got me. I'm like, you go, you having you be having your teammates getting hurt because you can't do your job. You ain't got the heart and the stomach to do your job. That's what. That's the play that got me. Brian Forbes was furious. That yeah, corner got hurt. That's what I'm talking about. I don't care. All right, I expected that. That's not good, right there. It'll be interesting to see what Flores. You know, if, if he could, you know, light a fire under him and stuff and motivate him. You know, you, you, got, you get what I'm talking about, Ty. You know, Flores, he's a he's an intense coach and stuff. And, you know, like, Bro, yeah, I remember, you know, you? I, yeah, I remember writing it. Like, you can't get out of you. Ain't nobody getting that, man. You done. Yeah. Like, how you going? How you? How do you defend that? How do you uh, stand up for that? Like, that, you, 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 you're gonna get somebody hurt out here. I was like, 
above everything, you can be bad at your job, but if you're also getting people hurt, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like, that's getting like, well, come on, man. You see how many corners they, man, they, they have, they do what they have to, but come on, man. That's a linebacker's job to go up and go after these running backs. But you got these corners, and it, and it wasn't even the first time. He just got hurt. It was like three, four times that these corners, these DBs, like these corners and DBs was trying to, and he's in the area. And then the quarterback had to, you know, come in and run support. That ain't right. That, that... I'm sorry. Uh, nah, I think we could call it a wrap here before we have this turn into the Devin Bush rant hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, Brandon, I, I want to see if we could try to get uh, Ray Porter on to, to get his thoughts at sometime soon. Before yeah. the start of the season, somewhere in the preseason, yeah, I was and uh, and also, you know, I may actually do we may actually do a fantasy football episode. I've been wanting to get Luke on for a while, yeah. and I'm actually doing a fantasy football league, so I need his advice. So we got some things coming up in the pipeline for you folks, as we are mere weeks away from the Steelers beginning the 2022 season campaign. We can't wait for it, and we'll have everything for you here. I'm Ty Polk. That's Chris Ward. That's Brandon Walker. You have been listening to the Renegade Blitz. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Blitz podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at our Blitz pod, and at Blitz videos. Read articles on RenegadeBlitz.com. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Renegade Blitz podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.